Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast, where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance, and live to your highest order in business and in life. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any feature content. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Rising Kings podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and of course, with me, we've got Ben Salkeld, our founder and director. Ben, what's going on, brother? How are you? Not too bad, man. Excited for uh, today's episode and talking about all things real and challenging and this is my sweet spot, brother. Well, if that's the case, let's dive right into it. You know, the topic for today or the discussion for today is really something that I feel a lot of guys will be able to sort of resonate with. And I'm calling this when life throws you a curveball. So we've all been in this sort of situation where we think that everything in life you know, at that particular moment is absolutely perfect, right? Family relationships are going well, like nothing can get any better. Then all of a sudden, boom, wife wants to leave you, right? A loved one might sort of pass away in in some sort of, you know, car accident, like what happened with my family last year, where literally my mother was probably a few inches away from also passing herself. When all of a sudden, maybe your child or, you know, a close relative sort of dies in a horrific situation and or maybe you get some sort of you know medical scare right like for me back in 2020 I thought everything was great and all of a sudden you know I've got high cholesterol fatty liver this this and that and here I am thinking holy crap I was just having fun and life is all good but what the hell is happening now and all of a sudden my life is sort of flipped completely upside down so what do you do when life throws a curveball at you so my first question to you Ben is what is the hardest thing you've had to overcome so far in your life? Yeah, man. Well, I'll put it into context around something quite recent. Matt, I've recently just had one of my testicles removed. You know, like that's as blunt as I can put it. You know, so I'm walking around with one testicle off the back of a cancerous ball that had to be taken out. And this is literally in the last three weeks. So those who listen to the podcast will know, you know, like, man, I was on fire a couple of weeks ago, you know, back into CrossFit, feeling really good, healthy you know, just, you know, got off caffeine and I was like in a really good place. I, I felt, you know, like everything was solid. You know, my relation, I obviously do a lot of work around my relationship with my wife and my kids, but I just, I was in a solid position. The areas that I really wanted to, to clean up was around health. And then all of a sudden, bang, you know, three weeks ago, I find a small pea-sized lump. And I don't want to get too gross here on podcasts for those listening, but you know, you find this small little lump on, on your testicle and within three weeks, I've gone from crushing life to, uh, Man, here I am here today sitting on an ice pack with one testicle. It's a different modality. And so a curveball literally was thrown at me within a period of three weeks. Mm. How have you been able to sort of deal with this? Because I know that that's something that's got to be quite challenging for you to be sort of such on a high. And you're doing really good, right? Off caffeine, back into CrossFit, a little sore, but nothing that you can't sort of overcome, right? (laughs) Riding real hard on the mountain bike. And next thing you know, here you are. And you're saying that you're having a difficulty even laughing or coughing. The beauty of it is, and like when it comes to these challenges, like even the question, what's been the hardest challenge in your entire life? Like I thought about this and it's just, I don't really hang on to the challenges in my life. Like I'm very good at just moving to the next thing. And, you know, especially over the past couple of years, over the past decade where I've done a lot of work on myself, it's situations like this where I've really surrendered into it. So coming into this challenge that hit me front on three weeks ago, literally from Three weeks this weekend is is when it all when I found the lump to actually having to go in for surgery and having it removed. 
the work in itself to surrender to this. Like I do truly believe, and it's the practice I lean in on, that life is happening for me. It's not happening to me. And so I don't know what comes off the back of this. I don't know what the next steps are. And it's just a reminder that you're actually never in control of your life. You don't know what's around the corner, like you shared there before around, you know, like losing a family member, et cetera, you know, losing loved ones, divorce, all these things. You, you don't know what's around the corner. We can predict and think that we know what's around the corner, but this is what causes us problems and challenges because we have set expectations. And when the expectation isn't met, we lose our shit, we break down, we fall apart, we start start getting frustrated, annoyed, and we're not really living our best life. So since I found this lump on my testicle, like I literally spent you know, the first three days journaling and meditating on it really deeply. Like this is not for me to get frustrated, annoyed, or pissed off about. It's part of my journey. This is part of my experience. And whatever comes out of it was always meant to come out of it. And that's okay. And what this allowed me to do was from that point and those three weeks leading up to the operation, which happened a couple of days ago, man, I lived the fucking best life I've lived. You know, for those three weeks, like I still trained. I went to CrossFit every day. I showed up for my chosen one. I showed up for my kids. You know, I was on the mountain bike and I was living my life as I would, regardless of whether, hey, you've got a, you know, testicular cancer here versus not. And I watched my mind, you know, especially early on as it started to go down that realm of like, oh my God, what does this mean? And how's this going to happen? And, and all of a sudden, what I realized was I wasn't able to be present. Hmm. It was really pulling me away from living. And what if this was your last couple of weeks on earth? What if this is your last couple of months? You want to spend it worrying and fearing about it all versus letting go of it and surrendering to it and just moving through with it. And man, to be honest, it's been quite a beautiful test for me to see how I handle these curveballs, pun intended, right? (laughs) (laughs) Got to throw something funny in there. It's really allowed me to have this test because here I am talking about it all the time, right? Preaching surrender, the art and the practice of surrender. How does one surrender? How does one let go? How does one give up expectations to live his best life to his highest order? And it's one thing to be around there preaching. And while everything's good, surrender's not a problem. Mm. When everything's in place, oh man, I can surrender all fucking day. Like everything's good. Right. How easy it is to surrender. So then the curveball comes in, the test comes in. Then it's like, okay, Ben, show me surrender now. And man, it was phenomenal because, you know, I hadn't been tested at this level for, I can't remember when, you know, like this is a pretty significant road bump in how my life is led. And all of a sudden this came in. But man, I honestly feel great and feel really good about it. And I think it freaks a few people out, you know, when they see, they're like, oh my God, like, why aren't you freaking out? Why aren't you like stressed out and, you know, scared and nervous and all that? And it's really come down to all the work I've done on myself over the years to this point to be able to surrender to this thing, to be able to accept it. And it's okay. And whatever comes is okay as well. Like, I don't know what it brings, but what I do know is I don't want to miss out on living a beautiful, rich, connected life because of my mind that decides that it wants to run down this fearful path of things that may or may not happen and just surrendering to it. That's okay. Like, this is my journey, man. Mm. Now, you know, one thing that really sort of, you know, of all the guys that I talk to on a daily basis, I heard, you know, this gentleman once tell me that, you know, him and his family were sort of, you know, on holiday, right? That he thought on, on his end that everything was going absolutely perfect. The relationship was great. 
you know, relationship with the kids and, and the missus was just on, you know, he was on top of it. And then out of nowhere, the missus just, you know, sits him down and says, hey, I'm leaving you, right? So I guess my question to you is, in a situation like that, where your identity is me, Mike, as a husband, or you, Ben, as a father, like, what would you do if all of a sudden, you know, you get this sort of curveball thrown at you and that your identity or your sense of identity is going to be taken away? Another example is, you know, I had a gentleman who was a cop, right? And he was injured, you know, while he was on the job and that he couldn't perform his job for an extended period of time because of his injuries. And now all of a sudden, he's thinking about possibly moving out of that career because he could no longer really sort of be in that position or, or fulfill the role that he was doing. So his sense of identity prior to him getting injured was, hey, I'm a cop. Or that guy was, hey, I was a husband. And even like retired, you know, athletes, right, who's all their life, all they've known is, hey, I'm a football player, I'm a golfer, whatever. And all of a sudden that gets taken away from you and you're just a regular Joe now, right? Or quote unquote, regular Joe. So like to that guy, like how do you recover from something that's taken away your sense of identity? The first thing like in it all is how quickly can you accept and adapt to the reality of it all? Accepting what it is, right? Hey, my wife, chosen one, partner is about to leave or I'm about to lose my job or change completely change the way I live or lead my life is first is acceptance. This is reality. This is what's happening. The second is adapting. How quickly can you adapt to this new scenario, to this new piece, to this new way of living? I'm not taking away from the the challenges that are involved in practicing those two things because it's not a person who hasn't done work on himself and hasn't done this type of work and is thrown a curveball like literally like that on the spot. There's a lot of processing that that gets involved, right? Like there's you know countless hours of therapy that's required for a man to move into acceptance and adaptability for that to happen. However, that's why, if in my mind, like we are always in the work, it's because we're always prepped and ready for the curveball that's coming. It's not a matter of if a curveball occurs; it's a matter of multitudes of curveballs coming. Like in my situation, like this is just one. There's a multitude of more coming. And being adaptable and, and accepting of it and being prepared for it, that's what the work's about. But to come back to you know, these particular situations, you know, we get a lot of guys that come into Rising Kings, ex-professional sportsmen. All of a sudden, you know, you've been out there, you've been told what to do, when to do it, how to do it. You're on show 24-7, you live the Hollywood lifestyle, and all of a sudden it's stripped away from you. Mm. And you go into a new reality. The problem I see and the challenge I see is men attaching to a specific identity and unwilling to let it go. And the question is, like underneath it, it's like, why are they unwilling to let go? And it's usually because they're scared or because they've become so comfortable in the way that they were living and leading before. And this comes back to my first point at the start of this conversation that we had here on this podcast, but it's around, you know, like not having expectations around it. You don't know what it's going to bring. We think this life we're leading now, and this is for all the people who are listening, you know, yourself, Michael, myself, it's like, we think this that we're living right now, like we have all these grandacious plans on how life's going to go and what's going to come next and this the beautiful straight line that's going to occur. There's part of us that says, you know, like obviously it's not going to be a straight line, but there's a part of us that's really attached to it, man, because it's fucking comfortable. Mm. And so when these little curveballs come in, 
we can freak out. We can fall apart. We can crumble, you know, and like this wasn't part of the plan and I'm pissed off and I'm frustrated and I'm not getting out of bed now and I'm not going to do this and, you know, we become quite miserable, etc. Not realizing that if you go and backtrack all these, you know, if you use the terminology curveballs or challenges, headwinds, whatever you want to look at it, these larger transitional moments that have occurred over the years of your life and you look on the other side of it, you go, fuck, man, I'm so glad that that actually occurred because it allowed me to do this and see this and feel this and be this. And so it's not until after that you actually go, hey, man, I'm grateful for that curveball. But at the moment when the curveball occurs, it's the last thing you absolutely desire or want. And so my advice for the guy who's going through a a particular headwind or challenge at the moment is rather than trying to hang on and resist it, is to actually learn to accept it and become adaptable through what is occurring in this. Because every single challenge, every single hurdle, every single confronting piece that hits you is there to teach you a lesson. There is something to be learned from it. I always feel that it's a test. We think it's when we go, man, I'm all sweet, bro. I got this all worked out. I got life all worked out right now. I'm I'm sweet. Marriage is killing it, crushing it with the kids, you know, crushed it. That's when the challenge comes in. That's when the test comes in. That's when the chosen one comes in and goes, I'm not happy with our relationship. And you're like, oh my God, what the fuck? Like, I feel like we're in a really good space, but it's like, you know, the last 15 years, you probably haven't been fantastic and all of that's brewing up now. And it's a test to say, hey man, you think you got it all dialed in? Well, who are you when you when it's not? Who are you when the challenge hits? And I think that's a key component of a man living his legacy is who shows up when these curveballs hit. That's actually a really good question then. So like I would say that most guys when these curveballs come up, they just kind of, I guess two ways people will handle it, right? Either they lose their shit, right? They go into some rage or they sort of crawl up into a ball, protect themselves, wall up, right? Bottle everything in. Don't say anything. Just kind of sit in your own corner. Don't talk to anybody, right? And then, you know, because I've had guys that sit there and have gone through things in the past and that their current, you know, the people in their life right now are the ones that are having to deal with the shit that they've gone through in the past, right? And there's a lot of guys, including myself. Like I know for me, a lot of the things that's holding me back are the challenges that I had to sort of deal with growing up. And these are things that, I never sort of let out. And I'm assuming that a lot of guys sort of feel the same way, right? So like, what do you think or what do you believe, you know, will help a lot of guys that have gone through challenging situations in the past, but have never really sort of unpacked any of these things. And these are the things that are holding them back from really sort of operating at, you know, a top level. Yeah, man. It's time to start the work. It's time to start this notion of inner work. Like, that's what a lot of men, you know, we deal with men are avoiding is going in and facing these challenges, these things that we're carrying around. You know, you know, a big piece of my work was around connection with my father and acceptance of of my father and who he was. You know, and that took a lot of work because it was quite a raw area for me. I knew my father loved me, but just weren't connected on a level. Like it was always just such a divided conquest, so to speak, between my father and I. And so I had to do work on it. Like what was this thing around acceptance? What was it that I was chasing where I all I wanted and desired was my father to accept me? Then to realize I don't need his approval. I don't need anyone's approval. 
I can just be me. And all of a sudden, my life opened up on a level it hadn't opened up to in so long, you know, being able to just being open with my chosen one and with people around me to being this open book that I am today because I didn't feel the need to close off anymore. And that's what I mean by the inner work. So to the guy who's sitting there and listening right now, and there's all these frustrations, you know, things where annoyed, pissed off, angry about things that have occurred and you didn't deserve this and, you know, it's unfair and all the like they're all the things you've got to dig in on and learn to understand and figure out a way to accept that it has happened for you, that every single thing that you're hanging on to right now has occurred for you, not to you. And it's there as a gift. And I get it, you know, like when I heard this, you know, 10 years ago, early on my path and you, you hear guys talking about, you know, acceptance and everything's a gift and gratitude, you know, I was pushing it away. I was like, fuck, they got fucking no idea. It's all good for them. Right. <laughs> Their life's all sweet. Yeah, it's all good for them. Not realizing that, you know, that's the path, man. Like you have to actually dig in on it. Like it does make a lot of sense once you start on this path and on this journey. The challenge is though, it's very fucking uncomfortable. It's very, very uncomfortable. It's actually easier to just walk around with resentment, frustration, annoyance. I sh- I didn't deserve this and everything's unfair. Like that's the easy path, right? Mm. But the thing is, it's not the right path. And it's actually costing that person a lot of life and opportunity. Like it's presence and all these things are being lost because, hey, I just want to stay comfortable in my little fucking bubble that I'm operating in versus digging in and letting, like getting this stuff done and moving through it all and unpacking it and digging in even deeper and figuring out what is it that I'm hanging on to, to moving into more of a level of acceptance and being able to adapt to what's occurring. And all of a sudden your life opens up Like that's a fucking extremely hard path, but at the same time, it's a beautiful path. So like to the guy that's never unpacked anything in his life and has no idea how to even get started, right? Because like for me, I've never, you know, prior to Rising Kings, I've never really journaled. I never really sort of unpacked anything. So if you were to tell me, if I'm listening to this podcast now and, you know, you're telling me, unpack things and accept it. I'm like, how the fuck do I unpack things? <laughs> yeah. Like to that guy, right? And we all know there's a guy out there that's listening right now. He's like, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to go about this? Like, what is your advice to that guy on how to really get started when he sort of is feeling down on himself and has taken a hit? Two ways. First way, like you said there before, you can do it on your own, pen and paper, journaling. Like it's literally... However you feel and whatever you're thinking in that moment, you literally write it out word for word. Like if it's, I'm fucking pissed off, you're writing this down word for word, like verbatim, so to speak. That's journaling. That's a process. However, a lot of guys don't necessarily know how to journal and that might be like, man, I've tried it. It didn't work. The other option is, like this is going to sound crazy, but fucking book in a call and have a, have a chat with one of our guys. Have a chat with Michael. Have a chat with myself because we'll ask you the hard questions. We'll help probe on this. And I'm not using it as a sales tool here. I'm just saying, literally, like you want to go down that path and actually start unpacking shit. That's for me, that's the fastest way. That's what I did. Like I spoke to a person, I called them, they started asking me some really confronting hard questions that I'd never asked before and I didn't have answers to, but now I know where I need to go and investigate. And that started me on my path. That'd be my two words of advice, man. I'm Michael and that's Ben. And this has been another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. 
stay strong. So that's it for this week's show. We really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Make sure that you head over to iTunes, uh, rate and review the show. This really helps us get the message out there to ensure we're doing our part in helping others raise their standards and live to their highest order. Also too, if you haven't already, you can apply to join our free Facebook group where we take this conversation deeper and further. And then finally, if you want additional resources, etc., head over to risingkings.com.au. Have an awesome week. Stay strong.